Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm Warwick Merry, your host, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today a friend who I've known for quite some time, the lovely Jackie Mitchell. Welcome along. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, Jackie is a woman of many talents and many businesses and many areas of success. So over the course of the next uh, half hour, 40 minutes, we're going to talk about brandstorm marketing, taking care of business, and Sky Business News, as well as whatever else comes up. So Jackie, I want to start off by asking you the question I ask nearly everyone on the show. How do you def- define success? Yeah, it's a, re- it's a really interesting question. It got me thinking, and I was lucky that you gave me a couple of days to think about it. But it was interesting because straight away I wrote down my answer and even pondering over a couple of days, I still came up with the same answer. And one is it's completely subjective. Uh, that was that was the really big insight that I had because everyone defines success so differently. And what is success to some people may not be successful to others. And successful can also be progressive growth. So I suppose uh, my planning strategic side of me says that success is achieving goals. So setting some goals, whether they be short term, medium or long term, and actually achieving those. So whatever those goals is, whether it's losing some weight, whether it's uh, making new friends or culling old friends, whatever it is. So whatever that goal is, business, personal, spiritual, doesn't matter. That is the definition of success, I think. Fantastic. Uh, that's a really good definition. So what I want to know is uh, your main business would be Brandstorm Marketing, yeah? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, my main business, yeah, probably it is my main business. It's been going, it's 15 years old or 15 years Fantastic. in March this year. So it's changed a lot in those 15 years from where it started to where it is now, uh, which I think is important because it's got to be reflective of what's happening out in the marketplace uh, and business has changed. My life's changed during that time. So there's been lots of changes with that. And I think that's where I've been the key to success. It's, I've had to adapt to that change. And I give my clients that advice and I've talked to people like you and on the radio and say, yeah, you've got to, we're going through unprecedented change. We've got to change. Well, I actually find change really hard. So I can empathise with anyone who finds change difficult. I think as humans, we do generally find change. I find change a bit more difficult than others, which often surprises people as an insight into my personality. So it's something I work really hard to continue to embrace change and not fear it. And someone said to me once, um, change is, is gain, not loss. And that was a, 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 an expression that, that I stick to. And whenever I start freaking out about change, I then go, no, it's about gain, not loss. So it's being a bit more adaptable. So, okay. And that's a really good thing that focusing on the gain rather than the loss for change. So being a self-confessed uh, um, uh, change struggler for whatever. Change laggard. Change laggard. <laughs> so what are, some of the, how, what are some of the other things? Because, you know, in marketing, like you're in marketing now and there's been a huge shift over the years. Like it used to be television was everything. Television, magazines, that was it. 
And now, like, magazines are dying left, right, and center. Um, anyone can create their own online magazine. TV is just, uh, it feels like it's watered down, and, and people are spending more money on the internet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So your industry has had massive change. So how do you embrace change, knowing that you struggle with it? So it is, okay, focusing on the gain, not loss, but what other things do you do to help embrace change? Yeah, number one is it's much easier to fulfill a need than create one. And that's a really good piece of business and marketing advice. So rather than saying, oh, you know, I think this is a really good idea. I'm just going to go and launch this business or launch this new product or create this new brand. It's being in touch with what your customers are wanting. Uh, and that's a really good way to embrace change to go, well, you know what, I, I don't think this is going to work, but I better go and test it because I'm, I'm probably not the target audience. So go and look at your customer base, have a look what they're doing, have a look what they're thinking, have a look how they're adapting to change and responding to that. So rather than create a need, filling uh, a current needs much, much easier to that. The other thing too, Warwick, as far as change, I think, one of the biggest changes in the last five, year has, five years has been the concept of simplicity. And we talk about, everyone knows that the KISS principle, but that's become more important than ever uh, because we're bombarded by messages, we're overwhelmed, we're, we're feeling really uh, under pressure, we're exhausted. And I think that's a huge contributor to stress. Uh, which is on the increase and that's something I know that we've chatted about before but really looking at simplifying your message simplifying your brand and making it easy for your customers to choose you don't make it difficult don't make the checkout difficult so that a they've got to be easy to find you b they've got to understand what in the hell you're trying to sell them they've got to understand what your brand stands for then when their conversion happens whether that's uh, eco online or whether it's in a whatever that conversion is, making that tran transaction simple. And then once they've transaction, you tr transacted, you don't leave them there. You make sure you've got an after-sales service or follow-up system. So that's really important. The other key bit about change is, and in business, is understanding why you're different. And that helps with the change too. So picking your unique point of difference uh, or your USP, as we call it, that's become really important. And understanding that you do have competitors. So many businesses I speak to and still say, we don't have any competitors because no one does it as well as we do. Well, the competitors compete for mental real estate. So it's important to actually identify them as competitors and try and find which piece of real estate you'd like to own in the mind of your, your prospective customer. Mm. And sometimes the competition is, in fact, not necessarily someone in your industry. For example, one of my clients uh, runs a, uh, a Taekwondo kind of uh, set up for kids and his competition, he and I were just talking about, and I said, his competition is actually soccer, football, swimming, because it's, it's the after school sports activity. So sometimes it's not the other dojo, it's yeah. the other activity that they could spend their money at. In the same way, one of the key competitors to a McDonald's store is another McDonald's store. Because it is the, the, I can just go up the road or this one's a bit closer to home or this one's easier to get into. So sometimes your competitor is, is a little bit different than, than what you think it might be. Yeah, to take it a step further, use sport, which is always a great analogy, one of my favourite uh, topics to use analogies in. Because I had a background working in sport. And, uh, and back then, you're right that, you know, choosing different sports are competing against each other. But then sports competing against the art. So take it mm. a step further because it becomes a leisure activity 
in, in, in the leisure activity space, that is, if you're competing um, as, as an athlete, that's a different uh, level of competition and different competitors there. Uh, but yeah, so exactly right. So it's all about saying, you know, I've got $100 here. Where can I spend it? Do I spend it on leisure activity? And then that then narrows down where that leisure activity, depending on your own personal taste, or do I contribute that to a household bill? Or do I buy someone that I love a present? Or there's so many choices with that money. And that's all competition. So it's understanding where those customer choices helps you as a business be more effective in targeting your marketing. So, so let's go back a little bit. Um, for people who are listening and watching, they probably have no idea what brand store marketing is and or does. So, so give us a bit of a high level. Who is Jackie Mitchell and Brandstore Marketing? Yeah, okay. Well, they're two separate brands. That's really important to start with. Uh, and your own personal branding stuff, that's another whole conversation in itself. That's an interesting uh, way to separate yourself personally from uh, your own brand. So we'll go to Brandstore Marketing. As I said, 15 years young in March. And it's effectively a strategic... Uh, brand and marketing agency. So it's actually classified as a management consultant. So what we do is we look at the brand. Now the brand's part of your business now. It's not just about marketing anymore. So we now classify ourselves as management consultants because we have to go into a business and not just look at their marketing activity. We look at their, their whole HR activity, their, their, their financial activity, their, what's, where they're making money in their business, where they're losing money in their business. So it becomes much more of a business consulting role that Brandstorm now takes on, but with a very clear focus on the brand strategy and how the brand reflects the values and personality of that business. And that then converts to people paying more attention to it, that then converts to increased um, philanthropic, if, if that's your industry that you're in, increased customers, so it's about brand awareness and brand positioning. The, the positioning is all about owning that piece of mental real estate. So we go into quite a bit of depth into competitor analysis and also customer segmentation, very much understanding who their key customers are. Uh, the work with Brandstorm is very corporate. Uh, we don't do much with small business because of the nature of what we do. So, uh, you know, we've had clients like Toyota for 10 years, which was fantastic, Australia Post, Monash University, some big, big names, and uh, that's been a real key to the success of Brandstorm has been our cross-fertilisation. So a lot of our competitors are from advertising agencies where we're not, we're from a business background, so we understand the suppose, holistic side of business. And then we also cross-fertilise ideas. Most people don't leave their industry. So you go into automotive, for instance, most people will leave Toyota to go and work for Holden, or they might go and work for a parts company, but they do tend to stay in automotive where what Brandstorm does, we have this great privilege uh, to, I suppose, cross-pollinate and go into the bowels of each of these businesses and really get uh, you know, an insight into how these businesses are working. So we can cross-fertilise that. So there's been many clients that we've been dealing with. And for instance, Toyota had wonderful processes, being Japanese, very process-driven. So I could go into another industry, a financial services industry or environment and sustainability. It's been a very big growth industry for us. Uh, and going into that and saying, hey, have you thought about this? And it's basically copying what they're doing and just transferring that into, you know, or massaging it into their model. They think we're really clever. 
but but that's really been our value proposition and our point of difference has been that breadth of experience and breadth of uh, different industries that we've worked in that we can actually cross-pollinate. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about brand for a sec. A lot of people, when they're talking about brand, they think about what's the logo, what colours are we using, what do we look like, and da-da-da-da. Yet, you can put a message out there, but if your customer service doesn't match your brand values or match what you the message you're putting out there, that's a recipe for disaster, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Consistency is the most difficult thing to do in, in brand management. Uh, but it's the most important. So you're right, a brand is so much more than a logo. A brand needs to work while you're asleep. I say that to all my clients. They need to work when you're asleep because you don't have the benefit of standing next to a customer explaining what the logo looks like and what it stands for, what the brand name means and what it stands for, how the website works and the key messages that you've used and the images that you've used. It's got to be consistent all the way through. It's got to tell a story. And it's got to tell the story simply, back to my earlier point about simplicity. Mm. So it's got to all come together. And I look at brands like a person. So, for instance, you know, there's Warwick Mary, the professional, which I'm talking to now. And, uh, and so if I walked away from you and I had to write down three words to describe you and someone else had a similar experience, it would be fairly consistent. Then there's Warwick, the, the social guy. I'd meet you at a barbecue. I probably have a few more, you know, and then there's Warwick, the family man. There's, there's a variety of different uh, personalities ourselves when we're put in different situations. Mm. But it doesn't make us schizophrenic. There's still an under, underlying core consistency there of the type of person that we are. So, for instance, I'm always described as high energy. I don't know why. <laughs> So anyway, high energy. And so that would be consistent through my family would say that, my professional contacts would say that, everyone would say that consistently. But socially, my friends might describe me as, you know, super hilarious, where in business they probably say, oh, yeah, she's maybe she's got a reasonable sense of humour. So you can actually alter that. And that's what a great brand does. It can adapt to its environment, which is your customer base. So if you're speaking to business customers, you use a different language, a different tone than you would to um, maybe children as, as, as a target audience. But the core element of that, of your brand, it's like putting the brand in a pot on the stove, let it boil down, boil down, and what you're left with is that core element. That's what great brands need to do is have that basic consistent core and then adapt all the different little variations of it. So let's talk about um, multiple brands. So, for example, Brandstorm Marketing for you is your essentially corporate entity, which which has you and some colleagues go out and you're, you're working with it. But then there's brand Jackie Mitchell. Now, you're the successful, if not award-winning, host of the Taking Care of Business radio show, which from there has then grown into you have a regular spot on Sky Business News. So how do you go about distinguishing the two brands? Because in, in our world, there are a lot of people who have, well, I have a... I might have multiple businesses I'm involved in, but there's the consistent Jackie Mitchell brand that has fingers in lots of pies. So how do you how do you keep brand separation yet leverage off each brand? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Well, the Jackie Mitchell brand is different because it is about the fingers in the pies, where Brandstorm's not about that. Brandstorm's a specialist agency specialising in business, particularly brand. It's all about brand with Brandstorm. Uh, and, and also what I call human marketing and really going into neuroscience. So understanding how the brain works 
uh, can then help adapt to your marketing strategy and marketing plan. The Jackie Mitchell brand gets exposed, again, I suppose the cross-fertilization is the consistency, but the Jackie Mitchell brand gets exposed to a huge variety of people. I get to speak to inventors and I get to speak to digital experts and innovators and people that I would not come across in my business life or personal life. And so that becomes then I become almost a knowledge powerhouse without sounding like I love myself. <laughs> but, you know, but it really is all those fingers in pie. So I can comment on uh, business trends because I can say, okay, well, I know, you know a little bit about a lot, let's say through the radio and TV. So the Jackie Mitchell brand is very much about business trends, identifying, reporting, being a conduit of knowledge. I really like sharing this knowledge. So I, I get this uh, wonderful, again, it's a privilege where I'm like a skimmer, you know, where I can skim the cream of the top. I don't need to be an expert in digital. I don't need to be an expert in trademarking. I don't need to be an expert in inventing, you know, light globes that wirelessly pick up your music. Uh, you know, I don't need to be an expert in that, but I need—I have a little bit of understanding, and I can—I then look for common threads to see how that's impacting business overall, from small right through to corporates. And that's really interesting because success does leave clues. Back to your early question about success, and and if successful people are saying the same thing then you've got to take take notice, yeah. you know. So with the radio show, I interview over 300 people a year or experts a year. So I just listen. My listening skills have certainly improved since then. <laughs> and, and just listen very carefully and start taking note and looking at those common threads. The Jackie Mitchell brand's very much about those fingers and lots of pies. Where the brand storm work, that's, I suppose, my, that's where I'm the expert. Right. Okay, so let's talk about your radio show. Uh, so it's taking care of business. How long have you been doing that and how did that come about? Yeah, it was interesting. I've been doing that for two years now and it came about because I was interviewed. So I moved from Melbourne down to the Mornington Peninsula. Right. And uh, and then someone who knew someone who knew someone said, oh, you know, there's this, there's this girl I know and she runs a really successful business and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, she'd be really good on your radio show. This guy was doing a business show. So he got in touch with me and I went, yeah, sure. And we started chatting. At the end of the interview, he said, oh, do you want to do the show? I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I'm wanting to retire. He was an older guy and uh, I wanted to re retire. We're really struggling to find someone to take over the show. So I asked two questions. I said, firstly, how many hours a week does it you know, entail? And he said, well... You're probably about eight to ten hours a week because you're producing it as well as hosting it. And I said, does it pay? And he said, no. So I said, okay, well, I need to have a think about it. So I came home and had a chat to my other half about it. And he said, well, why not? And I go, okay, we'll give it a go. So I've now got it down to about eight hours a week, but it's still a day a week mm. uh, and still don't get paid to do it. But I but I, uh, I meet a wonderful people. And I, it, it's interesting. It hasn't really leveraged Brandstorm. Uh, so people say, oh, we must be getting a lot of work. Well, no, because I deal with the radio a lot of the time with small business and then Sky News fed off that and it's small business. So what I'm doing to leverage that, which has sort of started as I'm doing more mentoring. So the Jackie Mitchell brand is offering a mentoring service, to small right. business, uh, particularly on the Mornington Peninsula because I get yeah. asked a lot to do that. So hopefully that will then leverage the Jackie Mitchell brand and Brandstorm just keeps bopping along and it's corporate. <laughs> In, in Melbourne, yeah. 
So uh, tell me a bit about the show in terms of what sort of coverage does it have? Because you have global listeners, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's, it's weird when I get messages from Pakistan and, uh, and India and um, Romania and France and all sorts of non-English speaking countries, which I find interesting. Uh, maybe they speak English. But yeah, a really huge global audience. So because of um, streaming online, like what we're doing now, and also people can listen on their phone, uh, we can actually track or measure who's listening and where they're coming from. So a majority of our audience is Melbourne. Number one uh, is Melbourne. Number two is Sydney. Number three is United Arab Emirates. Number four is India. And then it sort of spreads around through through the world that way. Um, we so don't that, that, track, you know, like the old-fashioned way on the radio when you're driving your car. They actually don't track that. So that would that would seem to indicate to me that the business issues that you're talking about on your show are the same, like, or same or similar all around the world. Like, if you've got that bigger following happening in, in UAE and, and India, etc., the, the standard issues are facing everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so we're dealing with people, and most of the issues always are people issues. Right. People over 50 are struggling with technology. That's not just in Australia. That's a worldwide issue. It's moving fast. The different generations, they don't change that much. People are people. So I think in the other key to success of the show has been the variety of topics. So we don't just stick with marketing. I know that's always my comfort zone, but I'm very conscious of that. You know, so we'll look at, we'll have some shows, we'll have people, business people in saying, well, you know, what's your key to success and why is your business so successful? And other weeks will, you know, and they have really interesting stories. And other weeks we'll pick a topic. So we might pick a topic like trademark and, uh, you know, legal elements to your business and another week might be about finance uh, and how to be more efficient financially in your business and our other weeks will be social media rather than just social media generally we'll just pick let's just talk about Facebook or let's just talk about Instagram another week might be sales which I've had you on many times talking about that area or it might be about public speaking that we've had you on as well talk about you know most businesses have to get up and make speeches so we're looking at all the elements that that create a business and we tap in and get the experts. We've even had experts on about decluttering and time management. You know, one of the most interesting things about managed time management was email, how many emails you get. Mm. And there was this guy, he was in Perth, he was talking to us, he's an expert in it. And he said, most people will go off and do a course on PowerPoint or Excel. How many people go off and do a course on managing emails, you know, like on, on Outlook, Microsoft Outlook? That's a really good point. Oh. So, so you, right, we do get that breadth. And I think that's the key. The other key to success is the interviews don't go longer than 10 minutes. And we have music. And I try to always pick, as you and I know, it's a tricky bit, pick music that's relevant to the topic, you know, that's upbeat, motivational. I want people to feel inspired. We have our pearls of wisdom. You know, people have these... Uh, philosophies and pearls of wisdom, you know, what, what gets you up in the morning, what keeps you motivated, and we share that. And I think that's really good too. So there's so much information out there that if you can just listen for one hour a week, you can pick up so much more than spending four hours trawling the internet trying to look for that sort of information. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you said before that your friends would describe you as high energy and just I'm almost exhausted just hearing all the stuff that you do. So, so what... How do you, how do you, what, what drives you? What keeps you energised? What keeps you motivated? Well, I'm an uh, extrovert, surprise. So that, I get the energy from being an extrovert. You get the energy from the outside. 
So I picking up on your energy, uh, people in the in the uh, interviews, the interviews that I'm doing. Uh, I also have a very high element of empathy, so I can actually and am quite sensitive. So I can pick up where where other people are at. So if they come in for the first time for the radio show and they're feeling a bit nervous, that motivates me to try and make them feel comfortable. Not so much for me being an artist person more that if they're comfortable going to give a better interview if they're relaxed so i can be responsive to my environment and i think that helps uh with my energy levels look i'm just self-motivated i've always been driven um i get a lot of satisfaction about seeing it's funny it's weird change in the way of not just bopping along and not making a difference i want to make a difference somewhere and actually seeing a difference whether that difference is not curing cancer nothing as big as that but it might be that you help a business learn something that they didn't know so they left the radio show going you know what i didn't know that now i know that i'm going to go back to my business and try and implement it or the other thing the radio show has done is so much business has come from that from guests meeting each other so the networking element of it there's all these cool little things going on behind the scenes that i love and, and helping people. I've got all this information. I'm a bit strange that I'm in this situation where I get from radio and, and Sky News, I've got a very much small business focus. Brandstorm, it's very much large business and corporate. I can gel the two together and I have all this information that I really want to help people with rather than sort of sitting here alone in my office. Uh, and, and, and I get a kick out of that. I do. So, so what's next for you? You've got a very successful branding business. You've got a, a, an award-winning radio show. You're now part of, you know, Australia's biggest uh, cable news network. Uh, you, you've talked about you getting into this small business mentoring. What else? What else is coming up for, for Jackie Mitchell and all the things she has fingers in? Yeah, well, one of the big fingers I had last year was another business that I was running, which was a, um, a tourism business in Sorrento. Well, we sold that last year, which was great. And uh, so that's freed up a bit of time. I felt though I was, uh, I was doing too many things. So my New Year's, and I was feeling exhausted. So this New Year's resolution is about focus, is about focusing on two or three things rather than 12. Uh, and, uh, and leveraging. So everything's got to sort of feed off each other. So radio show will continue as is. That's a very successful format. And I've put together some processes. So I'm trying to spend you know, be as efficient as I can with the time there. Sky News, um, they're interested to talk to me about some more. I've got some ideas that they're wanting to share with me and vice versa. So maybe a Taking Care of Business televote, um, television show. Um, you were involved last year. We took Taking Care of Business out on the road on stage at a breakfast. So something along those lines is another little thing I'm looking at. Uh, so I've got a few little ideas about how to keep focusing on that, but then grow it in different areas. Yeah, great. So looking back, because as you've said, you've pushed yourself through a lot of different changes over the years. What are some of the things that you'd wish you'd known earlier? Or, you know, you've had to go through a few iterations of making the same mistake to go, oh, of course, I need to do it this way. So what are a couple of things that for people who are starting out that you think will help them shortcut their way to success? Okay, being a planner... And uh, I'd get paralysis by analysis. So I would overanalyze things, I'd overplan, and I'd want the plan to be 100% before I enacted it. So new businesses I was starting or new interest I was doing, no, go do the plan. The biggest change has been get your plan to about 80% and then just do it. 
So there's a real balance with um, move fast. I know Facebook has one of their mantras, move fast and break things, because they're wanting their staff to move things, make mistakes, so then they can fix it quickly and move on. Uh, that's quite extreme for me, and I think for most businesses. <laughs> so sort of meeting them not quite halfway, but about three quarters of the way. So um, yeah, that's what I do now. So I, you know what, it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I always wanted things to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but about 80% perfect. Uh, so that's been a real shift mentally for me. And I think that's really good advice for most people who are either starting a business or trying to make some changes in their business. And they just can't quite, they've got the idea and then can't quite convert it. The other thing is to engage experts. Uh, I should have engaged more experts early on. Uh, you know, you tend to think, oh, I can do it all. And sometimes you just need to let it go and let the experts do it. Uh, so I'm a big fan of experts now. I use them for, for most things now and things that I hadn't thought of using experts for. So looking at areas that you know you're not so good at, and that's probably another thing, being self-aware, understanding what makes you work, what your hot buttons are, what you're good at and what you're not so good at. That's so what, some, what sort of areas have you used experts for? Yeah, well, there's the obvious, you know, design, advertising, legal, accounting. Um, but, but experts on, you know, for instance, business coaching. So I had my finger in so many pies. I felt that I was sort of doing things not quite right. I was feeling really exhausted. Uh, so it was affecting me personally. So I then engaged uh, a business coach to give me a bit of advice. And then I went and saw a psychologist. And the psychologist helped me organize my business life so rather than go to the psychologist and say you know well, i want to give up smoking or um i've got um some sort of mental health issue my mental health issue was going i've got all these things i'm wanting to do uh i'm not quite sure where to put my focus i'm feeling quite confused and uh, and the psychologist then helped me clear out here to then get some clarity to where to focus on so that was a bit left of centre and uh, that actually worked really well. Yeah. And that makes sense, you know, because they're so used to helping people with their yeah. brain functionality and you're like, I'm just overwhelmed and I'm at the point where I can't quite choose. So Yeah. So, you know, and, and they didn't know me, so they could be uh, objective, a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh uh, and, and knowledgeable to then go, well, they probably summed up my personality in a, in a, in a second and then said, well, let's work together. And what about thinking like this or think, and I've gone, oh, like, oh, yeah, of course. A lot of it is, oh, you know. <laughs> but you need someone to tell you and someone that isn't your partner and someone that's not a family member uh, and someone that is expert in that field, you yeah. know, and, and not trying to get something back from you, you know. So it's that real balance, I think. But anyway, that was, that was, really, that was really helpful. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing all your, your little ideas and observations and definition of success with us. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more about either what Brandstorm Marketing can do or your coaching services or your radio show, or etc., how can they get in touch with you? Okay, uh, definitely on Facebook. We've got Facebook pages for all of them. So uh, you'll find us easily. Uh, Google Brandstorm. It's easy like brainstorm. It's not difficult to uh, to remember. We'll find websites there. Same with Taking Care of Business is on RPFM, the radio station, but you'll find us also on Facebook. If you go to Brandstorm's website, there's links to everything else there. Okay. It's not that tricky. Fantastic. Now, I know, 
on your radio show, you'd like to finish up with Jackie's Pearl of Wisdom. So I would love to get from you a Pearl of Wisdom with a focus on you know, how people can get more success in life or get more out of their life. So what would be your Pearl of Wisdom that they can walk away with? Well, I'm going to cheat because I've already given it to you. Well, give me another one. Oh, I was going to say change is gain, not loss. Okay, we'll go with it. Okay. Or we could, I could steal one from Albert Einstein, which is one of my favourites, that if you can't explain yourself simply enough, then how can anyone else understand what you do? So that's back to that simplicity. You need to understand. And the third one, your brand will be interpreted by people by default or design. So you choose. Fantastic. Jackie, thank you yet again. I really appreciate having you on. It's been fantastic. It's great. Thanks, Warwick. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and we hope you can get more success.